We're starting our first podcast together. (laughs) I would invite anyone who's never seen the show before, even though if you haven't seen it, you probably wouldn't be listening to this podcast, but it would be really cool for people of our age to watch along with you for their first time as we watch it together. Yeah. Um, So Shirley's kind of like my spiritual guide in this process uh, as she's the OC expert and I just held out for a really long time, but we can get into it. So, I mean, I'm, all I can really give is the first watch perspective. So uh, our protagonist is Ryan Atwood. He's 16, but he just really looks much older. <laughs> give me, all right. All right. You're, yeah, you're supposed I'm to give me a summary. I'm trying exposition. Okay. Okay. Um, We're going to go through the episode. Okay. Uh, and he's from like the wrong side of the tracks. Chino. <laughs> San Bernardino. Um, and... Uh, he has the whole troubled past thing in the first scene. Uh, we see he gets involved in some some criminal activity with his older brother, which lands him in front of a uh, an appointed public defender, played by S- <laughs> our Sandy Cohen character, uh, who kind of takes this kid under his wing um, into like his very posh lifestyle in the OC, and that's where we meet Sandy's wife and his son who's i think cheryl's favorite character um we may or may not get into that favorite is a stretch actually but we'll we'll get okay. into that maybe it's just because like he's your type in guys uh present day <laughs> but <laughs> um i wonder where yeah. that came from oh okay i guess it's like a chicken in the egg situation maybe I don't know. So uh, Ryan ends up going in, I don't know, he kind of dives headfirst into this posh OC lifestyle with other kids his age. And uh, we meet Misha Barton's character. That's very exciting. Is it? I guess so. We'll see. And then, and then <laughs> what's her name? Who's, who's Summer? Summer Roberts, yes. Good yeah. good, good job. <laughs> Who's she played by? I forget. Rachel Bilson. Rachel Bilson. Oh, yeah. And we just kind of get thrown into uh, into the OCK drama real fast from the perspective <laughs> of a uh, from Through a the troll. lens of, yeah, through the lens of Mr. Ryan Atwood, the, as you can tell, most interesting character on this show. I mean, I get that he's supposed to be, unless you're being facetious. I am totally kidding. He's actually pretty boring. Okay, I couldn't... Un- okay, so we can just dive right into it. I couldn't tell if he was, like, very flat because he's supposed to be, like, the quiet, troubled kid, or um, if he's just flat because he's flat. <laughs> also, you know he was the bad boy because he was wearing a thin uh, leather choker. Oh, I actually uh, wrote down that we should talk about his choker. So. Okay. Um, yeah, let's definitely talk about the choker. Uh, he wore two that I could tell throughout the episode. Wow, that's more observant than I was. Okay. Yeah, in the final scenes of the episode, it's a thin black piece of leather. Earlier, it was a brown piece of leather. You know what? Honestly, maybe it just got dirty, and it was the same choker. 
I mean, it's it's pretty amazing. You know, I don't remember. We also did not know, I guess, very many 16-year-olds when we were in the mid-2000s. But, yeah. But did is that a thing guys wore? No, guys did not wear chokers, right? I'm sure, like, it was a California thing. I feel like it still might be. It's like a surfery thing, right? I don't know. I don't know. A little bit of his home life and, like, you know, mom's got this abusive boyfriend and she's like yelling and there was very uh, shaky hand cam work in that scene uh, that I noted because it made me feel some type of way. <laughs> I Well, so I was reading about the production. Oh, God. And, <laughs> no, and apparently that was actually a very intentional move. It's like they recorded any Chino scenes like on a handheld. <laughs> oh, well, I totally <laughs> so saw it. It worked. So that it didn't. Yeah, so that it, like it's subtly, but I guess not so subtly, lo- was supposed to look like it wasn't the glossy like soap opera look of of being in Newport Beach. I mean, that, yeah, it had the desired effect on me. So <laughs> okay, so oh, and a side note about Newport Beach is uh, funny that one of our other favorite shows, well, my other favorite shows, also uh-huh. takes place in Newport Beach. Um, is that the hills or something? No. No, it's Arrested Development. Oh. Did you just X me out of the Arrested Development fandom when I literally texted you no, about no, no. it yesterday? No, I just said, no, no, no. I'm saying that these are both two of my favorite shows. Only uh, one is one of your favorite shows. Okay, but I'll take it. I would, as a random side note, uh, some sort of OC and Blues crossover would be so funny. It's like a very niche market, I think, and it's mostly. I don't know. You think so? I don't know. Maybe if we get listeners, it, you know, we never know. That's a huge if. I mean, yeah. I, I think. I think I. I don't know. That doesn't seem like that wild of a crossover. There's a lot. There's a reason there's so many think pieces written about the OC today, Mal. Okay. And- I mean, that's also stuff we can get into when we get to the music. Uh, oh, that's, yeah. I think, a big part of it. Oh, yeah. Which, speaking of that, yeah, um, so I'm going into this a little resistant. I'm just going to toss it out there because it's like, Why? I don't know. Not like, I'm not trying to not like it, but also I'm taking it for what it is, which is like uh, a drama from the early 2000s. But it was one of the greatest teen dramas to ever exist. Okay. I don't want to. I don't want to be disrespectful to teen dramas. I mean, but people say stuff about like YA, like youth fiction, has like a certain stigma to it. But okay, so th- that was just the beginning part of the sentence. Okay. The second part of that sentence was, but the theme song gave me chills. <laughs> okay, I honestly, it, it maybe uh, this will come uh, more along as you watch it more and more too. But like, I feel like. Maybe one of the reasons that actually no, one of the reasons that it is so good is actually because the music really defined the show and the time and the sh- and it like comes through in every single episode. They there's they actually use the music to tell the story, and I think that the music is what's hugely hugely sets it apart from any other teen drama and really like a lot of other shows in general. Like the, uh, one of the only other shows I can think of is maybe like. From that time frame, no shows, but, like, a current day comparison would maybe be girls, like, mm-hmm. the use of, where the use of music is so tied to every moment in the show. 
Um, I actually, I had it written later in my notes, but I guess it doesn't really matter chronologically. So, like, these songs, like, All American Rejects, and, like, all these bands, I mean, just the first episode, and I know that the music is a really big deal throughout the series, but I can only speak to what I've seen in the pilot. Um, When we were, like, 10 and 11, and we liked these bands, was it lame? Like, were they selling out when they were in the OC, or did it make the OC cool? Like, I, this whole time I was struggling with, like, would I have thought these kids were cool, or because they weren't, like, seen emo kids, would they have not been my idea of cool at the time? I think, well, okay, I, I can't remember, like, the context of Swing Swing in particular, <laughs> but, okay, actually, like, there, there isn't, I think an important note is that there's not a ton of actually really famous, quote-unquote, songs used throughout the series. Like, like Swing Swing is the most is probably one like like there's songs that are used in series that are popular now sorry but like at the time most of these and even now like if you look at the other songs that were used in that episode Mm -hmm. we probably don't know any of them and most people wouldn't so like it wasn't considered them like selling out when the i don't know because like i'm there's i there is no way there isn't going to be a fallout boy song in this series there's not. I, I'm almost positive that there's not. I, I, How is that possible? So, well, yeah, there's there's some great, great music to come. And I'm actually really, really excited. Yeah. Part of, one of the reasons that I was really excited to watch this with you, it, that, like, the music is, is a big one. And you that's know, something it, that we always shared. That's always been a really big part of our relationship. Yeah. So there's a lot to come in the music. Setting. I will say the Swing Swing is a little more. I mean, it was a great, it was a great throwback, but it. It's actually that's actually not a great representation, I think, of the types of music that is that's used in the show. Now, one of the things about the legacy of is it it was largely the first time like like indie music oh. or whatever was uh. was put in a mainstream show, and and most people watching the show had no idea what those songs were. Okay. Well, that makes and people, sense. Yeah, and and I don't know. Maybe there's a subset of people who did listen org- organically to that music and then thought it was weird that it was on the show. But I don't necessarily think that audience overlapped hugely, considering this was a show meant for like 15 year old girls. Okay, I guess that makes sense. Um, so the before I get to the time capsule that is the fashion, which was oh, like yeah. really highlighted in this episode, as there was a fashion show which was an absolute thrill to watch um the (laughs) acting is like kind of bad sometimes yeah like a yeah mostly on the part of our our hero ryan atwood well yeah (laughs) but i guess that goes back to him being a flat stanley (laughs) (laughs) um i guess yeah they were they, they so here's what's crazy they're not even that young like, how like, old is Misha Barton? She looks like oh, a baby. Okay, so, yeah, if anything, I do think that Misha Barton, and also you'll learn how, well, okay, maybe you'll like her, but Marissa Cooper is my least favorite character on the show, and um, <laughs> she's she's just the worst, and I, I would I would be willing to bet that most, if we have any listeners, would agree with me <laughs> on that. Okay, great. But, but like... Yeah, no. I mean, this is a, you, you have to remember this is a pilot episode. Nothing mm-hmm. is, you know, no no right. pilot no pilot episodes of any show is 
it's not they're never good right right? I mean I only have so much insight to offer here right so so I mean yes no the acting is not great okay um except for the except for Peter Gallagher yeah yeah, that's not awful. But I guess it's like, I don't know, it's te- it's teen drama. So it doesn't, I mean, I still, I really don't mean to belittle the genre because I have such respect for teens and their drama. Like, yeah, we, we, do. we both have huge, huge respect, huge respect for teens. Um, yeah, but, I love teens. Okay. I feel like a teen most of the time. I, I feel like a teen most of the time too. I'm, yeah, I think, I think we, we share that. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but okay, so let's, so what else happened in this episode? We were, um, you know, he goes back to his, his home. We covered that. Yeah. He ends up the first... Okay, so I was confused. I guess he was just... It was like a trial weekend that he spent with Sandy Cohen and fam. Um, well, yeah. So he get Right. So he, he got kicked out, right? Right. And he literally had nowhere else to go. Mm-hmm. It wasn't... I don't think they were setting it up as, like, a trial weekend or anything. Right, but it was supposed to be a weekend, because in my notes, I was like, wow, they just took this kid in fast. Like, they've just... They just right. adopted him real quick, but it... But later, it was kind of framed as, like, yeah, he was just here for the weekend. Well, because his mom... It seemed like his mom, like, only temporarily kicked him out. Right, right. right. But, like... Well, we'll get to that, but... Um, so, they go... So, like, that scene where they go to Newport the first time... They play that theme song for the first time. I felt Tell me it. that. Yeah, I know you did. I know you did, and I knew you would. Um, yeah, that like, oh, we, yeah. You know what? Let's pause here and talk about the theme song because we need. Like, this is probably the first, the only time we'll actually talk about the theme song. Okay. So, yeah, um, yeah. The song is still so good, <laughs> and the fact that Jason Schwartzman was in Phantom Planet. How I- does that? Make- it makes me feel every type of way at once because Jason Schwartzman is my number one. He's he's my one. I've yeah. I don't want to get into it. This is a family show, but Jason Schwartzman is very important to me. Uh, I had no Thank idea he was in Phantom Planet. I feel like I might have at some point, but it's one of the facts that was so important to me that I forgot it over time. One of those things. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, this could quickly become a Jason Schwartzman fan cast, so I'm going (laughs) to pause. I'm going to put a pin in that, and we're going to continue on, but yeah. We should really use that and draw in. I'm sure there's, you know, I'm sure. It gave me chills. Um. So, but you do, you knew this song, right? Before. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We used to, we, I, we listened to the song all the time. And when we had our big dreams of going to college together in California that we bluffed about uh, for a long time. Oh, we should revisit those dreams. I, yeah, I'll deal with that later. Uh, we already went to college. <laughs> That'll come through. <laughs> yeah. Just to be clear, we are out of college. Yeah. <laughs> it might not seem like it. Because we keep talking about our affinity for all things teen, but <laughs> I guess actual teenagers wouldn't say things like that. So we are dating ourselves a little bit in that. Yeah. Um, no, our California dreams will most definitely come out. Yeah, it's gonna. Yeah, we'll 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 give that one time. That'll just be a soft a soft lob for we'll the future. Uh, but yeah, but anyways, that song it's is a charity so- fashion show. Okay, so wait, 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 wait. Okay, so. Before we get there, so then they go, 
he meets Seth for the first time. We haven't even talked about Seth yet. Um, it, there's this funny thing that goes on throughout the show, but is pretty apparent in this first episode where it's like they keep Sandy and Kirsten are like very concerned about Seth and like him not being cool and like him not having friends, etc. And I don't know how, how much that came through for you, but like, so then like, so they're making jokes about like, oh, like, why are you inside on this beautiful day? And like, so that's why they go sailing. But, like, if he's got this huge sailing hobby, how does he not have friends? Uh, are you trying to say that, like, sailing is super cool and everyone who sails has I just, friends? I just, you know, in a hobby in which involves, oh, I would argue boating is one in, that, are, you know, you usually don't do solo. But what do I know? Yeah. Anyway, what do you know? I don't feel like kids with boats have a lot of friends, but whatever. Continue. <laughs> no, like there's like sailing teams and like that's what's like a weird thing to me where it's like he has all these hobbies. Like clearly like Seth has like is like, has interest in like all these things and then there's like this running thing like especially mostly just at the beginning of the series in which they're like Oh, well, he's he nerdy. He likes video games and he yeah. plays inside and he has a crush. Okay, he also named, oh. I wrote down, he oh. named his boat after a girl he's never talked to, which oh, is like yeah. a huge. I wrote that down thing too. Right. I forgot about that. Like, like, uh, uh, let's just talk for one second about how he says, that, like, definitively says, like, oh yeah, Summer's going to be sailing to Haiti with me next year. Yeah, the year mark. It wasn't even like, you know, maybe in five years I'll be married to my crush. It was like next year her and I are going to be on this boat I named after her. Also, we've never spoken. Yeah. And I think on some level it's like, to- it's like, it's like sarcastic, but it's very alarming in a pilot. Epi- like, <laughs> if you don't know the character yet, I thought it was like absolutely absurd, even for this show. And like, yes, that's I how like, you're oh. supposed to learn about him. Yeah, but I was like, wow, I, that was unexpected. And, yeah, the naming the boat is fucking creepy, and like, uh-huh. and I, which makes me really question my undying love for Seth Cohen. But, um, but yeah, no, that, that, was, that was weird for sure. And then, like, this is, I think, one of the first times that that, char- that tor- sort of character really played a leading role. He's our sort of- indie nerd hero. Yeah, yeah, and became the hero. Became a hero. Became the de- one of the defining things about a series, and I, I brought whatever nerds, ugh, comic book nerds, into the spotlight. And like, you're making bold statements right here, but I'm gonna just ride it out with you for the sake of it because I love okay. you. No, I just, I just think that it is, it is one of the first times that like, I think the show did a lot of made a lot of headway for making the whole like nerd boy thing cool. Is what sure, I'm sure, I'll take uh, it. Let's progress for the sake of time okay. through okay. the episode. So then, then they go to the fa- so then they get invited to the fashion show. Seth has never been invited to any of the rich kid things before, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but but it's a fundraiser fashion show, so right. it's bougie parents. I wrote down that it kind of uh, looked like the party scene in Get Out. <laughs> Because it was just, like, a lot of wealthy <laughs> white people, like, schmoozing and... Uh, That's yeah. And just, like, looking nice and uh, talking about their nice things. And I don't know. And, it, I mean, it was very obvious um, that there was an outsider among them. And that was, like, some some comedy they played off of that he's like the cousin from Boston, but also he's the cousin from Seattle. Also (laughs) 
Ryan is this and everyone's because there was an outsider in the group uh, and he kind of really stuck out. Wow. I like that the cousin lines really stuck out to you. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. They were, I, so, I, they were so stupid. <laughs> I guess it was silly. I don't know. But it's just like, but, I don't know. It makes you think of like when there's something scandalous or like someone gets pregnant as a teenager and they like get sent away to like to boarding school or something like all the stupid excuses that like I don't know people with something some kind of reputation to protect make up like he can't he can't just be like this is someone that we're taking in for the weekend because you don't tell your your neighbors that's not right right one important thing from the fashion show before we move on to the after party Party. oh man um Misha Barton's dad we see that he's like a financial advisor or like he manages investments or assets or something. Yeah. And uh, some guys, some suits came to their door looking for him. So uh, presumably he's under investigation and the way he kind of had a breakdown in a bathroom stall at the event leads me to believe that he is, uh, keeping a very important secret about where everyone's money is. Or... Oh, yes. Very important secret. V-I-S. Um, yes. All, ca- <laughs> all caps. Um, yes. Tate Donovan, by the way. Oh, he's <laughs> Tate Donovan. Okay. Because yeah, I saw yeah. that name in the credits. I was like, the fuck kind of name oh, is Tate yes. Donovan? He sounds like yeah. a fancy shortbread cookie. <laughs> he's also known as, no, Jimmy's character. His, so Jimmy Cooper is Marissa's dad. I mean, his character, eh. I'm pretty indifferent, but it, it, no, it's a good character, and he has a great, he has a pretty good storyline. I think I think you'll enjoy as that. Okay, clearly as that setup. Oh yeah, you know, there is. Yeah, I see um, some something sizzling here. Yeah, but Tate Donovan, also known as though Jennifer Aniston's ex boyfriend, and oh. he was Joshua on Friends. Tate Donovan. Yeah, it's that's I'm a good. I'm gonna be thinking about that name uh, a lot. Oh yeah, that's that's a, that's a good time for sure. Okay, so let's get into no, the after okay. party. The most important part of this fucking episode is yeah. the after party. Obviously, they go it's like so. Summer has this thing, a little bit of a thing, I guess, for Ryan. Mm-hmm. Starting to and invites him to this big beach house after party because mm-hmm. that's how high school is. Obviously. Yeah, he's the new guy in town. He's, like, the new mysterious guy. But it's a weird position for Ryan, obviously, because Seth is into Summer enough to name a boat and uh, (laughs) allude to him kidnapping her or something in a year and taking her to Haiti. I mean, it's fun because as the viewer, we're seeing this for the first time. And Ryan is as well because he's not of these social circles. But Seth kind of is, too, because... He's never invited to these things, and he's only kind of tagging along because Summer has the hoots for Ryan. And, like, Seth is kind of, or Ryan is kind of Seth's into this world. Like, he knows about all these people. He knows these things happen. But it seems like he doesn't, he's not, I don't know, he's the weird, nerdy indie kid. He doesn't really go to these parties. So this is, like, we're all kind of experiencing this together for the first time. Right, and that's totally the beauty of it. I mean, there's many a party scene to come, all for different purposes. Yeah, I, I know. It's like as for as much as like they're kind of all the same because they're all parties, but they're they are also 
they also have all different contexts. So it is kind of fun to see how many different ways you can. I mean, the teen party scene is such a like trope, um, but it's. Oh, I love it. It's one that I love. Yeah. Um, what else happened at the party? I actually don't have any really no any other notes on the party, but. Um, I mean, it's definitely worth going over that we see some potential foreshadowing of an alcohol issue. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. okay, that's a good point, yeah. We see from Marissa, uh, Misha Barnes' character, we see she, I mean, all the kids are, like, drinking and stuff, but, um, yeah, we just see some some possibility of uh, alcohol issues where she's just pouring uh, like very heavy handed pours for her and not just like taking shots with her friends, but it seems like a lot of like sneaky drinking alone drinking. And then later when she's blackout drunk, her friends drop her on the front lawn and make references to like, Oh, the last time she did this or like every time she blacks out, she this or that. So, um, it seems like that's going to be a part of her character is some alcohol issues. Um, what, a, what an acute observation. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm really, I'm really, really observant. I'm really observant. Uh, the choker thing. <laughs> I'm very oh, observant. Yeah. Um, wait, actually. Okay. Wait, the one other thing about the party is, um, I can't believe I almost forgot. Obviously the most integral debatably line of the show Oh spoken. my god. Yes, the name speaking. of our podcast. Yes. Is the titular line. Get into that fist fight and uh-huh. Luke, which is actually I you'll I think I'm really excited for you to watch his his character storyline. It, it's pretty slow for a while, but but you'll see. Okay. Um, but anyways, he when he screams the iconic welcome to the OC, bitch, is the defining moment yeah. of this episode of the season debatably of the whole show um it's like maybe i don't know maybe it didn't mean like what did you think of that scene because maybe it doesn't resonate when you don't when you're not i don't know nostalgic i'm excited for it to get more weight as we go on um okay. so i didn't so mean anything to you <laughs> I mean, it was great because it's just a great line. Punctuating anything with bitch after you punch someone in the face is great. Um, sure. The fight happened because Luke is Marissa's boyfriend. He kind of sees that Marissa's into Ryan. And then Summer's also into Ryan. And she's drunk, hanging all over him. Seth is hurt because Ryan's his homie. And... He knows that he likes Summer. I mean, Ryan was trying to be respectful and, like, push her off. Uh, he definitely wasn't He wasn't flirting back with her because she was super sloppy drunk. But then also when it was revealed that he was from Chino, she was like, ew, and got over that thing pretty quick. <laughs> uh, so, Summer's a, like, a bitch. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, well. I don't know. got a long way to go. Okay. I mean, yeah, this is also uh, 45 minutes into 37 hours of television or something. So, um, I don't so, know. Yeah. No, that's, no, that's very true. No, she sucked for, for the majority of the beginning. Until, okay. Um, okay. So, yeah. So then, so that's the party. They go home really, whatever, late, and Kirsten's upset, and 
One thing that's a weird logistical question is how the fuck did they get home from that party? But that's to be determined later. Um, Uber, Shell. <laughs> 2003 <laughs> Uber. Uh, yeah. Oh, there's also, speaking of when we were kids, um, there's some eluded romance or former romance between uh, Seth's mom and Marissa's dad. Oh, yeah. yeah. They talk about, like, oh, the kids are off doing this. Like, you remember when we were kids. Um so it seems like they have this bond that, what's her name, Kirsten? Yeah. That, like, Kirsten and Sandy kind of disagree on, because uh, it sounds like from what Sandy said to Kirsten later, and then also what he said to Ryan earlier in the episode, is, like, he has a similar kind of background to Ryan growing up in the Bronx, and, like, Sandy wasn't born and bred in this posh lifestyle, and uh, it seems like Kirsten was, and that automatically kind of bonds her to other men in the scene more so than her husband. So oh, that's yeah, the that's... thing I also have my eye on. I'm, I'm glad you do. Yeah, honestly, the, adult, the adults are every part of the story, as the kids are. Um, I, yeah, I mean, Peter Gallagher is... Actually, actually Sandy Cohen might be my favorite character on the show. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a classic, Cheryl. Okay. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, but yeah, so that's, so that's the party scene. That's the aftermath. Kirsten gets upset and kicks Ryan out again. Yeah. Decides that because they both came home with black eyes from the fight that Ryan's a bad influence. It kind of feeds into this narrative that she already had in her mind about him being a bad influence. It seemed to kind of prove her point. He doesn't really, Ryan doesn't really fight her. It seems like he just kind of takes it for what it is. Um, and, and he whips her up a really nice breakfast, though. He makes really nice breakfast for the family. I forgot that was such a subtle touch, but it's like, what, like, 16-year-old? Well, beyond it showing, speaking, speaking to his character and saying, like, he's a really sweet kid and he's not going to hold this grudge against her for her thinking of him, what everyone else also thinks of him, it also shows that, like, he has been raising himself. Right. Um, Because he didn't just say, like, oh, I love to cook, or, like, I wanted to say I'm sorry. It was like, oh, I always make breakfast for my family. Um, So he's, like, a 16-year-old head of the household. Uh, He didn't, I I mean, he didn't put up a fight when she was like, get out. Uh, He just kind of made breakfast and took it for what it was. And then Sandy drives him back to his house, we go back to the wrong side of the tracks where we started the episode. Back Literal the scene. Yeah, there are actual scenes of train tracks. They are very literally showing you we are crossing town. Yeah, the symbolism um, is overt in this show. <laughs> yeah, oh, whatever, I'll take it. I like a good uh, literature class reading of a uh, <laughs> high school English class reading of a television show in symbolism and foreshadowing. Um Drop Ryan back off at his house. Sandy's kind of chilling in the car outside. Ryan walks in the house to see that his mom and her boyfriend have, I guess, skipped town. The house is empty. There's just kind of debris around um, and that his his mom has kind of left him behind. So, yeah, I mean, uh, he's, one of the- he's been abandoned. Yep. And one of the things that <laughs> rewatching that did stick, stick out to me was like, wow, they did all that in one weekend. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess so. She, yeah. 
Well, there was like a mattress in the front yard. I was like, I think they, it wasn't an effective, efficient move. It looks like they really, they just skipped town uh, and then left this 16-year-old kid. So Sandy comes in. We don't really know why. <laughs> it's not, it's not framed whether he was like, hey, you forgot your choker. <laughs> or like, he doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't come in to be like, oh, just one more thing. Um, but he just kind of comes in to check up on him sees that this kid has fully been abandoned by his shitty parent and is like, let's, I can't remember if he says, let's go back or if he says, Um, let's go home. I'm actually not sure. I did not write that down, but that's actually almost worth checking up on again because he might, he might have just said, let's go. But I think he said, let's go back because then I envisioned the um, awkward car ride back. Like I get, I don't know. It's just weird. Like when you see someone in the grocery store and you say goodbye and then you see them in the next aisle, like it's that kind of awkwardness where it's like, okay, bye Sandy. And like goes to the house and he's like, all right, we'll get back in the car. We'll just go back from where we came. Um, And and that's, and so then it's like, yeah. So then when they drive off again, it's like, okay, now it's really, it's like, welcome to the OC. And that's, a very yeah. poignant. Welcome to the OC, bitch. He's in it. Yeah. He's in it. He's in it. Yeah, I think. No, I mean, the ending scene to that pilot is actually pretty good, I think. Yeah. And uh, the camera stays inside and Sandy, like, closes the door and leaves us as the viewers in the house. And, like, they leave together, which felt yeah. poignant. Yeah. I'm paying a lot of attention to these they know shots. what they're doing, Mel. I mean, hey, that's yeah. your job as a new viewer. I mean, yeah, it's, 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 but there's also the element of like, oh, but you should can't leave your past behind and et cetera. I mean, you can take the boy out of Chino, but yeah. I feel like we're not going to be able to take Chino out of the boy. Oh man. I honestly am trying to think if that might be a line in a later episode. I think we could have written this. No, I'm kidding. No, we definitely could not have written this show. So do you have any final, final thoughts, takeaways, hopes and dreams um, I guess I'm just really looking forward to submerging myself in the world of teen drama. Um, today at work, this father and daughter were talking and he was, the girl was probably like 12 or 13 and the dad was talking very matter of fact, like he was talking to someone much older Um, and she was talking about this girl who had a crush and her friend and this and this boy, and she was pretending she didn't have a crush. And the dad was just like giving her very reasonable advice, but sounded like he was talking to a business partner in a way that was like endearing and not cold. It was, it was like, he was approaching it very logically. And, um, I came and I bought the girl her food and just kind of like gave her this look. It's like, it's hard to be a teen girl. And I was like, man, Teen drama. And then uh, I came home and watched this, and I was like, oh, I really needed this fix more than I had realized. So Super sweet. I'm just, um, I'm really excited. I'm excited about the music. Um, I'm definitely going to be thinking about Jason Schwartzman a lot. Uh, as, as anyone does, sure, yeah. Oh, my God, Cheryl. Anyway. Um, it's going to be, oh, it's going to be a great. Wow. Uh, we have to shout out to our, our oh. single sponsor. Oh, yeah. I'll let you do oh, that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yes. Oh, my God. I can't believe we almost forgot. Oh, yes. We have to shout out to our anonymous sponsor. Uh, I didn't think of a sponsor integration for this uh, episode, but 
Uh, she will remain anonymous until the end of until the end of this. Um, as she by by her own choice, but we promised we would say something nice about her, or or just slowly reveal clues as to who she is. Um, There's no way I can give thirty seven <laughs> clues as to who this person is without revealing it. She just helped us out a lot. Um, <laughs> she didn't actually do anything. She That's really clue did- number one. Clue number one, okay, I'll leave it at that. Clue number one, uh, she didn't contribute anything to this, but also we couldn't have done it without her, so. Yeah, that's um, the first clue. All right, uh, so I'm right, psyched. No. Yeah, I think welcome, it. welcome welcome to the OC, Mal. That's, that's, that should be the name of this episode, damn it. <laughs> welcome to the OC, Mal. All right, uh, thanks to nobody for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Until the next episode. All right, bye.